Hey, and this is uh, Centrist Madness. Sure is. I'm Porno Matt. I'm Patriot Snopes. And uh, we're here to talk about politics and the news of the day, right? Sure. Anything else that pops up? Sure. Culture. Music. People love that when people talk about like culture and stuff. People love our cultural takes. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. When it comes to the four faces of Chinese people. Oh, great topic. There's the four faces that we all know. You sent this to me. I was researching because, okay, so the, the, the question came up, why does Elon Musk look so Chinese-y? Uh-huh. Which is not racist, it's just a, it's, it's an honest question that deserves an answer, a scientific right. answer. Right. Uh, so I Googled, you know, what, what do Chinese people look like? Cause you said they do not have prominent cheekbones. I mean, not, not in general, like not on average. Right. So I immediately got the four faces of Chinese people in parentheses, women really. <laughs> Which I, I really don't. <laughs> This, like, do men not have these? I don't know. This is probably makes tons of sense to our Chinese listeners. So you got uh-huh. you got Millen Seed Face, <laughs> not Millen, Melon, Melon, yeah, Melon, a Melon why. Seed Face. I said Millen, Melon Seed Face. You got Goose Egg Face, uh huh, Country Character Face, and Flat Cake Face. Flat cake face. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? What are you more into? What's your type? like a flat cake face? You in, is that the yeah? Selena. So I know what a flat face is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's the cake? Is it like a? Is it a flat comma cake face? Or is it a flat cake? A flat cake is just flat. There's no. I mean, what have any? I mean, what, what the fuck is melon seed face? What is? Well, goose it looks egg? like a melon seed. Well, I mean, I like got a melon that, seed. but like, really? See, I think a melon seed looks like a teardrop. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have a face that looks like a teardrop, right? Maybe That's in like China you do. I don't know. That's like a pinhead, right? <laughs> it's highly goose valued egg face, over there. Like an egg face. We all know an egg face, right? I got kind of an egg face. I got an egg-shaped head. You think you had an egg-shaped head? Yeah. I have an egg-shaped head, but it's it's also like like weirdly flat on top, which you don't really notice until you see my profile, and then it's like, it's all right. Yeah, it's okay. Like it doesn't look. It's not my best feature. If someone like the the flatness on your head, right? I don't think that's an issue. Because mm. you're bald. Mm-hmm. Right. No one knows what's under there. Right. So I think people see it and they're like, so, and they see it and they're like, oh, my, my head probably looks like that yeah. underneath the hair. They're like, my, my head probably looks fucked up too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I feel better now. A country character face, that just makes me think that like they have high cheekbones. I don't know. I mean, we, right? we really need a, a Chinese guy on to tell us. And I feel like they'd love to, too. Uh-huh. I feel like a Chinese man would love nothing more than to break down the four types of faces for us. It's probably, you know, what they talk about over there. Like, we're like, you know, are you like a leg man or an ass man? They're like, 
are you a goose egg face or a flat cake face man? <laughs> it's like the number one shoot. I'm a face guy. Question. I need a flat cake. <laughs> yeah. Although in China, you're probably lucky if you even see a woman. I mean, they, they don't have gals over there. <laughs> they don't, man. They 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 didn't make any. Yeah. Yeah. What's the They're, they they like screwed up the world's gender ratio. Mhm. Have they stopped doing that? They have girls now? They stopped doing it. Like probably yeah. I don't know. Certain age there's probably just like not that many women. Speaking of women. Yeah. You wanted to talk about how women uh throw like a girl. Oh, yes. This is, yeah, this is a topic that never sees it. Because, you know, if you're a guy and women listen to this podcast, you might not know this, but throwing things is actually a really practical skill to have in your life. Uh-huh. Like, you know, you want to transfer an object, but you don't want to, like, walk all the way over. So, you, you know, you toss it. Uh-huh. But women don't learn this. Do you think they don't learn to throw? They don't learn to throw. No, they don't. They don't learn to Do throw. Do you think they, they don't, don't learn, learn to, to throw just mechanically? They don't learn to throw socially. Like the mechanical thing is one thing, which it's like in some girls, you know, better than that in others. But a lot of it is just like the social because there's like there's a social protocol that when you try to, you know, throw or catch something from a woman, they don't get like number one, when you th- when you throw something to someone the first step is you make eye contact with them, uh-huh. which they don't get. You know, they're, they're trying to do it and they just like peg you with something randomly. So you're OK. So you're saying women we're talking about throwing things in our everyday life. here. Yeah. Like, you know, you need like, I don't know, the remote or like whatever. You're saying that when a woman throws something to you in your everyday life, they always surprise you with it. Yeah, it's like it's like well, you know, I was trying to teach my significant other the the art of of throwing things, and then she's like, you know, she's like trying to do it, but then she she just like, you know, throws it. Like first of all, doesn't make eye contact. Secondly, she's throwing it like a dart, you know, like we're playing dodgeball or something, which is not how you do it. Like first step, you make eye contact. Second step, you lob it and like. You take it with your hand, right? And then you swing your arm down like in an exaggerated motion so that the person can like judge the trajectory of the object you're throwing. I guess. I guess you do that. Well, you know, I mean, like, I'm not saying like, that's like, that's kind of like a nice to do. It's a nice to do. Say you're throwing like a Fabergé egg, right? You're not, you're not going to do it overhand. No. You're going to do like a granny style and you're probably going to have like a little, little wind up. So they can kind of like get with the program of the trajectory this thing is going to Fabergé egg I'm tossing with two hands. <laughs> I'm like getting it low with two hands and then I'm really pushing it up so there's like no spin at all. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then ideally someone else would catch it with two hands. Right. Yeah, so do you think that when when like little boys with cis-normative gender... When they're, do you think they seem to throw stuff more, right? Little, little boy babies mm. seem to be throwing stuff more. 
don't you think? Got. I mean, I don't know what age it starts, the, the social throwing. But I mean, sports is a huge element here. Sure. I'm sure there's women who can like, you know, throw things. I'm not going to say that there aren't any. It's just like way less common. But you know, the expression throws like a girl. Sure. Right. And that, you know, if you, if you ask a guy off the street to throw a baseball to someone else, they're going to throw it better than a woman. Mm. Mm-hmm. Women do like a weird throw. They like, they, they throw weird. They throw weirder on average. Hmm. Right. Like they're not, their balance isn't right. They really, it's really an arm throw every time they don't get their body into it. Uh huh. Right? It's like, they're like swatting it down towards the ground or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I've heard different theories about I like this, how we have right? a podcast talking about how w- women can't throw. It's like the, the thing about throwing is it's a really high, high precision thing. And it also is something you can choke doing a lot. Hmm. Like if you're in a baseball game and the throw is a big throw, sometimes you just totally whiff it because of the nerves. Baseball right? is tough too. Cause like that's a long distance throw. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Yeah. Like it's, and that's you, a lot harder often, than like tossing something across the room. Right. And you're often throwing on the run and, or you have to sidearm it. Right. There's lots of like, you know, if it's like a routine throw to first base and it's the final out of a game, you're way more likely to just whiff on it. Mm. And, you know, there's, you know, I don't know the state of the research now, but there is some like speculation, that, you know, there's like a naive theory that American, well, societies worldwide put way more pressure on women and their appearance. And that can amplify a sense of choking, right? So they, they have like societal yips. They're, th- they're thinking about their throat too much. Hmm. But you can't think when you throw. You just got to execute, right? Hmm. But I think probably the biggest deal, dude, is men just watch sports all the time. And like we have like an old boy thing where we we've watched people throw all the time, so we've sort of learned how you're supposed to do it. Mm, but what I'm talking about the social throw, it's an under it's it's typically uh, underhand, right? You're not throwing it like a baseball. I mean, I'll toss overhand. I mean, sometimes, but not usually. Like not if it's heavy, right? Hmm. Throw me that gun. <laughs> so ideally, underhand gun would be overhand. best for almost everything. Hey, throw me that right? gun. Hey, throw me an apple. But I experiment with how to throw it, right? So if I'm up, like, let's say I'm on the couch on the left side, right? Someone is on the right side, and they're like, toss me the remote. Yeah. Right? I ain't doing some underhand thing. You, I'm going to do a shovel pass. So you just kind of like push it straight out. I'll do a shovel pass. So I'll throw it horizontally, right? Oh. Like a sidearm. You do a sidearm. Let's say they have like a quilt on them, right? What's a shuttle pass? A shovel pass. A shovel pass. It's like a sidearm? Well, I, I have to do it within the window of the thing. So it's like, it's not it's not like that. Is it over your head? But it's like a, it's not going to, the ball's not going to spin, right? It's like you're serving it up, like like you're a waiter. <laughs> I have no idea yeah, what you're that's talking a, about. Yeah, that's about it. That's a shovel pass. Yeah, so I'll just like shovel pass it over to him and have it land on their lap or something. Mm, mm-hmm. But well, I think what you're saying is 
when the ladies in your life throw you something, they're just like throwing it in like your general direction. I mean, they they make all they make every type of mistake you could with it. Like they don't make eye contact. Um, they don't want to throw it in the first place. Like you have to kind of talk them into the whole throwing concept because uh-huh. they want to like walk over and then you get away from them to walk over to you and like hand it to you, you know, and you're like, why don't you just throw it? But then you get them to like throw it and then they, they, you know, they throw it like they're playing dodgeball. Like they throw it like too hard or, you know what I mean? Like, I know what you're talking about. They, they throw don't it throw like it, a dart. Like it easy to catch. They throw it like a dart. Yeah. 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 They don't, they don't wait till you're looking at them. Like they don't have this like, okay, I'm going to throw it now. You know, like, uh, uh-huh. There's just all the, the social aspects they don't get. Yeah. Well. But, you know, hey, can't live with them, can't live without them. You know, God bless them. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, you can live with them. It's not that bad. You can absolutely live without them. Mm. <laughs> well, but would you would you want to? You can also live with them. Really, the phrase isn't true at all. Either. It should be either. You could live with There's them. There's really a broad spectrum them. of what you can do with them in terms of living. Mm-hmm. You can live with them. You can live without them. You can do half and half. Yeah, part time. Some people live with two. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Polycules. Mormons. I feel like neither of us would really fit into a polycule. Mm-mm. Maybe. Maybe you'd be better. I just feel like, you know, and I say this with humility and. I say this without any judgment about myself either way, right? Mm. But if you're like putting a polycule together, I feel like you'd want a lot of neutral flavors. Hmm. You wouldn't want one member of the polycule. How big is a polycule? That's a good question, right? How, how does three does make a polycule? polycule? Yeah. Gotta be at least four. Four, okay. Because three is just a triad. Mm. So you want you want like a neutral base is what you're saying. I mean, your polycule would have to be so huge to justify my presence, right? Yeah. Where they're just like, and like for a dash of something crazy. It's like, (laughs) if someone tells you that you have to own four cars, right? You have to do it. Well, I guess that's not a good example. I don't know. It just seems like I wouldn't be carrying my own weight. I feel like there'd just be one member of the polycule who'd be into me. (laughs) Hmm. And the other, the rest would just kind of be putting up with it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you just have like, you know, three straight up vanilla experiences in there, like you're never going to be that unhappy with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what polycules actually do in their day to day. What do you mean? In their day to day, like for work? <laughs> <laughs> well, like... Does everyone just like come home at the same time, right? And then like you all hang out together? Probably, right? You probably like come home at like five and then like everyone plays a board game or something. Yeah. Well, it'd be good to have like a polycule wifey to like stay home and, you know, make dinner for everyone. (laughs) Someone probably stays home, right? I mean, okay. I'm just thinking of economies of scale. You know, in a relationship, okay, it's like, okay, I'll cook for her or she'll cook for me or whatever. But you're in a polycule, it's like, okay, yeah, I can knock out like, you know, lasagna for eight or whatever. I feel like if you're in a polycule, <laughs> the best thing to do is just feel, figure out who the best cook is. And then that's what they do. Sure. Right? Yeah. I feel like this is probably a pitfall. Why? I feel like they're probably like, 
we should all like we should all like have like a whiteboard where we like list our chores and stuff. That's and then bullshit. you end up like I'm telling you right now, if you're in a polycule and you don't have one person doing all the cooking, that's bullshit. Okay. What are you doing? Think this through. Like you didn't but join a polycule life, just to like subscribe to whatever society says. Do your do you and your lady, do you both cook? <sighs> no. I mean, she cooks she does cook sometimes. She cooks sometimes, uh-huh. but she's like super. So first of all, she's vegetarian, and then also she's like very picky eater. Uh huh. So it makes it really hard to to cook for her. Right. Uh, and she'll cook sometimes. She'll make like a pasta, and I'll eat some. And sometimes, you know, I'll I'll make like steak and baked potato, and I'll make an extra potato. Right. And then like that's that's good. <laughs> she got her potato for the day. She's like she's set. <laughs> Potato a day keeps the doctor away, right? Sure do. Well, yeah. I just don't know how to cook. Um, I'm there. I, I sit there for the whole process, which I think is important. Yeah. Like I sit there and watch her cook. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Drink a glass of wine or something. If like a jar needs to be opened, I'll open the jar. She doesn't like chopping onions, so so I can chop some onions. Chop the onions. Um, oh, that's actually put a pin in that. Okay. I need to I, I need to get her some... Uh, onion chopping goggles for Christmas. I think they make them. That's crazy. She hates that. She, she cries like too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to talk about Brittany Griner, but, um, now I feel like the bit is too sexist because we already did the women can't throw things and we got to like, she can dunk. Women can dunk. Can they? Um, what, well, what do you want to say about Brittany Griner? Well, I was saying that like, wait, can women can dunk? Is that true? Yes. Seriously, they dunk? She's one of the women who can dunk in games. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, my bit was going to be that, like, she has, like, a societal obligation to learn to dunk now. She's been dunking for a while. Well, that makes sense. Like, why? Oh, fuck that Marine, then. I'll tell you what. Glad we got her. Women are, women, women are evolving with the dunking thing. Yeah? Like, uh, it used to be something that, like, I remember the first time someone dunked in a WNBA game. And it wasn't a great dunk. Like it was, she had to be wide open and have a full running start. And like, but like over the, like the development of dunking in women's basketball is like really rapid. And you're seeing like women who can, you know, just dunk off a post up. Hmm. There's like, there's some 16 year old girl I saw on like some scouting website. Right. Hmm. I think she's like one of these, I think she's like six seven, so that helps. Mm-hmm. But I think that's happening too. I think more like gigantic women are <laughs> like getting into the sport, you know? Yeah. So yeah, so like that's come a long way. But Brittany Griner was was the first like big time prospect who could like really dunk. Oh wow! Okay. Nice. But yeah, so you know, I have no idea if that trade was the right trade or whatever. Like. I feel like there's so much we don't know about the world of prisoner exchanges. I don't know, man. It's like a fucking, you know, morality like puzzle that you should kick around in philosophy. It's like, I don't know, was it was it worth it? Like, should we let this assassin go free to get the Marine? I don't know. It came out apparently that Trump refused to trade Victor Boot for the Marine. Oh, and um. So Victor Boot is just the arms smuggler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Trump Trump had turned it down. 
I'm not so sure that Russia would have done it, but I feel like after the war, they've decided to just be a total dick about Paul Whelan. Mm-hmm. And we weren't going to get him for boot. Yeah. They think, do they really think he's a spy? Is that the thing? They do. So they're like, oh, you know, we need, we need at least an assassin. I don't think they care though. <laughs> like I think it's. Well, it's not that you care, but it's like, you're not going to give it up for free. Right. They think it's a better asset because of that. I do think they think he's a spy because there's that paranoid. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe he is. Yeah. He got kicked out of the Marines, right? Mm-hmm. For some, you know, ethically questionable, not reprehensible stuff, I think. Like lying on expense reports or something. Is that the profile of someone who becomes a spy? Probably not. But, you know, I also, I also can kind of see like. That's Oswald's profile. Well, Oswald, <laughs> I mean. But I guess he tried to become a Russian spy or something. Well, Oswald wanted to be like, uh, he wanted to, I mean, he took sniper training, right? Like, so he wanted to be boots uh, on the ground. Yeah. I mean, well, he just took like whatever they do in the Marines. It's not, it's not like he was like a special. And he turned out to be good at it. He was, he was okay. Yeah. He got a passing grade as a sniper. Like he got so, a um, what is it called? Like marksman? Not see. So there's like you know there's like the basic, and then there's like marksman, and then there's expert. Uh huh. He got like and he got marksman. He got marksman. Yeah. So like good, you know, like not like right. amazing, but good. Everyone agrees that like his talent level was enough for this. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. We're getting back into JFK. I think it was like a good performance. In terms of the shooting. Good day at the office for him. I think it was a good, yeah, it wasn't like, it's it's clearly something that like trained snipers could replicate. Like it wasn't amazing, but it was like a solid. The first miss actually was kind of a bad beat. Yeah. Because apparently he hit like the uh, traffic light. Oh, really? I never heard that. I so thought he was like tracking no, He hits Kennedy. the pavement though, doesn't he? Because someone gets shrapnel. And like hits the fucking track, but like, and then the pavement. Someone gets shrapnel on their leg. Off the first it miss. Like, it, it like hits the traffic light and then a curb. Oh, it hit the traffic light and then the curb. Yeah. Mm. They they did like a really persuasive. I can see the first miss though. What? Because I can see the first miss though. Because it's actually like, it's if 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 you have a, a target that's like close to you, but it's moving fast and it's turning a corner and he's like, you know, like I could see that kind of like, you know, miss. Well, missing right? the first one always makes sense. Right. Like snipers usually miss the first one. Oh yeah. Um, because you miss the first one, all of a sudden you know about wind and everything else that's made you miss, hmm. right? You can adjust to it. I learned this from the film The Hurt Locker. <laughs> okay. I don't I don't think that's why he made the second <laughs> one though. Right? It's good. No, it's like it's not. Because he because he hit the traffic light. But you see what I'm saying? Like if some if you're if you have a rifle and there's like something close to you. You have to move a lot at like a, a, uh, a target that's close to you, like moving. It's actually be easier to shoot something farther away, right? Because it's not moving as much. Apparently, he had to reposition after the first shot. Yeah. But anyway, we're getting back in that, you know, topic. This is a teaser for the JFK episode. Did you want to talk about hotel showers? At one point, I did. I wrote that topic <laughs> down. What about hotel showers? Oh, you know, I think I was, I was gonna, cause we, we went to Croatia and we went to this like amazing hotel. Uh-huh. I mean, the location was just like, 
beautiful. It's like panoramic view, you know, like just like gorgeous. And the fucking shower is like terrible, man. I feel like if you're doing a hotel, like the shower should be, it's like a layup, you know? But so many hotels, they fuck up the shower. Like either the, you know, the shower head sucks or like they love to do this thing where they fucking, instead of putting a shower curtain up, like every hotel in New York is like this, right? It just has like half a glass wall. You seen this shit? Where it's like, there's no shower curtain. There's just like a pane of glass that covers like half of the shower. Half of the shower. Yeah. Like it so the rest of the water slide. just gets like out? It's not mobile. Yeah. They just have like a pane no. of glass blocking. And then it just like fucking, yeah, just like splashes everywhere. What? You've never seen this shit? They do. It's like so, such a common move. So you're not even enclosed? You're not completely enclosed. So like inevitably you end up like flooding the tiny bathroom. This sounds made up. When did this happen to you? Oh, man. Did you take pictures? When, you know, when I came up and when we met up in New York? Uh-huh. That fucking hotel was like that. That's so crazy. Yeah, it was like I would use like two towels every time. They got to do something about that. They, that sounds ridiculous. They really do. I'm going to write them a letter. Um, <laughs> so that wasn't a great topic. I mean, there's just only so much you can say about it. Well, it got a little stale, it seems. Mm. You were probably on your high horse about it at first. Yeah. They have yeah. lots of things to say. I was all charged up. I probably and Now it's gotten long in the tooth. It could have gone on for an hour at the time, probably. All right, what else we got? <laughs> okay, that sounds good. All right, I'm ready. Okay, what about the Olivia Wilde salad story? You think it's true? I have no idea what you're talking about. So Jason Sudeikis, star of Ted Lasso. Yes. His wife, Olivia Wilde, cheated on him with uh, singer-songwriter... Harry Styles. No way. Harry's no. Is that true? Yeah. No way. Harry Styles. They were like doing a movie together. Cucked Ted Lasso. That's right. What the fuck? And so the story goes that he's like at home and he like gets up from a nap or something. And then they're they're like nanny is there and the nanny tells him or indicates to him in some way that Olivia Wilde is leaving to go to Harry Styles's house and she's bringing a salad. Hmm. Never what she's you going want to over hear. to Harry yeah. Styles's place and she's bringing a salad. And in that moment, Jason Sudeikis knows that she's cheating. Do you think that happened? I mean, it sounds true. Yeah, it sounds true, right? It sounds true. Yeah. Apparently she has like a special salad she's really proud of. Oh god. She's doing the special salad. Yeah, so she's taken over the special salad. And apparently he Sudeikis like goes out there and then like she hasn't driven away yet and he like lays in front of her car tires so she can't drive off. I just think there's some possibility that the salad is a euphemism. A euphemism? Yeah, I think she may have I think the salad may have been that she shaved her pussy. So you think that the nanny told Jason Sudeikis Here's what I think that happened. she was going over there with a shaved pussy. I think the nanny knows this happened. Right? Knows the pussy. And happened. sold the story to the tabloids. Right? 
but has decided to edit the story into a salad. I mean, I don't know. Like, this is one literary fucking nanny who's like changing the shaved <laughs> pussy into a salad, all metaphorical. Like, I mean, if that's true, she should be writing short stories, <laughs> right? Because that's not like a that's not like an obvious. Okay, I'll just believe it as told. Olivia Wilde is certainly acting like the story is true. She like posted the recipe on Instagram after the story came out. What the fuck? So they're not married anymore? No. Holy shit, dude. I do think it's like... That's kind of like... It's kind of fucked up, man. I think it's fucked up to take the salad. I think it's fucked up to post the recipe on Instagram. Yeah. Like she's like, yeah, (laughs) I was hoeing it up with Harry Styles. Here's the recipe. (laughs) Fuck you, Jason. (laughs) I don't know, man. I mean, not like I know a lot about the relationship and what went down, but it just seems, it seems kind of fucked up. I mean, imagine if yeah. a guy did this, right? If the guy brought a salad? <laughs> or like tacos, you know? like what would, what would the guy version of this be? I don't think a guy would do anything like this. Special, special meatloaf. There's no, like, I cannot think of an analogy Bringing for over. a cishet man doing something Bringing like over this. some of the steaks with a special rub on them. A woman is just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the, I think a man would just have like some dumb lie, right? A man would just lie about going there at all. You would just say he was going to the bar or something? Yeah, I need to go buy something. Mm. I mean, I don't know. Like if we flipped it around, right? And like Jason Sudeikis was doing some fucking movie with, you know, Katy Perry or something, mm-hmm. right? What is the thing he could bring over that would make her know? Oh, like a book or something. A book? Yeah. A book. Oh, that's a book that's like similar to the book move he did on her. Hmm. Because mm-hmm. a book move is really solid. Yeah. Right? Like this guy reads books. It's some you know? special book. It's not just like a random book. It's some special book that like relates to her. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He didn't just like pluck off like airport bestseller or like. I always remember, uh, you know, the relationship ended up not great. But I remember when um, Lamar Odom was on the Kardashians and he was like interested in Courtney, I guess. Kim, Courtney, Chloe. I think Chloe. He was interested in Chloe Kardashian. And like, you know, he was a starter for the Lakers at, at the time. And he like took like they like went walking and he he found like some basketball court like just in a park. Yeah. And then like he took her to the basketball park and like shot like shot hoops with her and then talked about how like his mom died and like basketball was an escape for him. Right. So he was he was showing her the thing he's good at. Yeah. And also talking about his mom dying and stuff and how sensitive mm-hmm. he is. Mm-hmm. It's just I put a pen in that. Yeah. Like it was highly effective. Right. You know, like the deal was sealed. Um, so something like that, I could see a guy getting caught doing. Yeah. I just think a salad. Oh, it's her fucking favorite salad. You know? <laughs> I also think it's kind of weird to be how Harry Styles and like have a woman bring you a salad. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like you're being wooed as Harry Styles or something. Mm hmm. 
Like it's unnecessary for a woman to do such a thing. To bring you a salad. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. Like if she brings a salad, like, you know, it's in the bag though. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's nice for a guy like Harry Styles to have like a famous, beautiful woman do something normal like that. Right. Like it's something Mm -hmm. that would happen in normal courtship, which makes it like highly effective for a superstar like Harry Styles. Uh, mm -hmm. Exactly. You agree. Yeah, no, that's a good observation. (laughs) It is. It is. So you, you, this is, this is such a great show. I mean, you listen, you, you figure out, you can tell when your wife's cheating on you. You can, you know, know how to seduce superstars. Oh, so we should talk about like something important, right? Because this is a show about politics and the news. <laughs> yeah. For all the people who have uh, stuck it out, like waiting to get a. I guess like the thing everyone's talking about is Elon. I don't think it's that important. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see where it goes, you know, because we don't know where it's going exactly. I mean, what's he going to do? Like, is he going to turn Twitter into mouthpiece for the Republican Party? Right. And like, what happens off of that? Do you you ever go on freerepublic.com? I do not. Well, I don't even know if it still exists, but there used to be this website called freerepublic.com, which was the place to... um, read the opinions of like crazy right wingers Mm -hmm. because it was sort of like an open weblog that anyone could reply to and you would get to see these unvarnished crazy people opinions right okay but now that's twitter right like that's becoming what twitter is have you noticed a change in like because i'm not on twitter that much but have you noticed a change in like the i don't know what's it called the 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 timber, the, the the quality. Yes. Yeah. There's a nastiness now. And like people are unafraid to make death threats again. It, if you go in like the MAGA world, they're like, because they're like really close. Like I assume the FBI is going to start arresting people for some of the things they're posting on Twitter, like with what Elon is doing. And this is really bad. Like I do think that these former employees of Twitter that he's calling pedophiles. Like I do think he's putting their lives at risk to some degree. Yeah. So I think a lot of those people who are threatening them right now, I don't know. It seems like, and also like they fired so many people. I think there is like, even if they were trying to do good content moderation, I don't think the content moderation is there right now. Yeah. But yeah, I have noticed a change in tone and like, it's like mega QAnon right now is what he's, Making all these people do like it's pretty like open QAnon from verging on blue check status Republicans. Right. And he's also like he's reinstating a lot of Nazis and stuff. And like what are what else are Nazis going to post? Reinstating the Nazis just seems like a terrible fucking idea. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest element of the story is just how fucking terrible these ideas are. Just a lot of really bad ideas from Elon Musk. In a hurry. Yeah. I mean, well, the company hasn't imploded or I don't know. I think the thing I was thinking about today with Elon and how he's turning it into a right wing website is Fox News makes a ton of money 
but they don't really make that much money from advertising. The lion's share of their revenue is from carriage fees from cable companies. Yeah. Right. So cable companies paying Fox news to have them on their box. Right. And that element of revenue is just not there for Twitter. It's solely advertising based. And also another problem I see with Twitter is Facebook, I think does a better job of delivering boomer brained conservative content to people in ways that are palatable to advertisers. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say you go on your fucking group for boomer brained Nazis, right? Yeah. Those are all like Facebook groups and shit. But to get there, you have to go to the main page where you see a fucking ad for something, right? Yeah. So the advertisers don't care, right? But they do care if like their ad is like on a Nazi page. Right. Or the ad is like a video that they pre-roll to like a really super transphobic video, right? So that to me seems like a big problem. Like I, I do think that Twitter is going to lose a lot of money. Well, I mean, they've already lost so many advertisers. But it costs like $2 billion to run Twitter. I could just see them losing like a billion dollars this year. I mean, yeah. Like we said, the interest is like a billion. And then I think, I don't know what, uh, I mean, he fired so many people. So I don't know where they're at with their budget in terms of operating expenses. He has to pay him for three months, though. <laughs> that hurts. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. I mean, it's not going to be great, but, you know. He is the richest man in the world, so not anymore. Oh, who's who's richer now? He's number two now. The Louis Vuitton guy is number one now. <laughs> Louis Vuitton guy. How the <laughs> fuck is that? That that's crazy. Doesn't it seem like if you look at like the history of the world and like I don't know, there's more people flirting with being the richest person in the world nowadays by just like making a product. See what I'm saying? Like it used to be that in order to be the richest man in the world, you'd have to like have a conglomeration of assets. Hmm. Um, but maybe that's not true. Like the Waltons were just a retail business, right? Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think of the history of the richest people in the world. Well, you got Rockefeller, just oil. Oil. Like oil used to be the thing. I mean. The ticket. Yeah. Like it still kind of is. I mean, how fucking rich is Saudi Arabia? Howard Hughes was oil. We don't do we when we do like richest man in the world, we don't count like MBS, or like I mean, or Putin, or like supposedly know. Putin has been the richest man in the world for a decade plus. I mean, how do you even like measure their wealth? You know what I mean? Because it's like Putin can like basically go into any house in Russia and take a dump. I don't think you can count a person like MBS because it's a royal family, right? It's like the state is wedded to their bank account. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of what I'm saying. It's the same with Putin. Well, Putin, no, though, is like stealing it. <laughs> As opposed to the Saudis who own it legitimately. Well, yeah, they own the country. Well, right? I mean, what's the difference? Putin doesn't own Russia. I mean, yeah, he does. Mm. I mean, you're saying like he don't, he wasn't given the divine right from God or like... What, what's I think the... he has to bother with, you know, moving assets around to himself. Whereas the Saudi royal family is just their shit. Yeah. I mean, true. And like MBS. But yes, has to Putin like... is not counted. The Saudis are not counted. 
Yeah. What does Kim Jong-un have? <laughs> Has he got like a bill? He kinda, it's probably worth a few billion, right? I mean, you got nuclear weapons. You got to. I don't actually, I actually don't know. Yeah. Like, cause it's, it's really weird to try to think about it. Cause you know, you could be super rich, but you can't, you can't buy like, you know, but North Korea legitimately has a communist party structure, right? Mm-hmm. So yes, he is like to some degree, all powerful. What do you mean to some degree? I mean, isn't it pretty but like you wouldn't say that she owns everything, would you? In China? No, but it's it's hard to. There's still enough like state power that he owns that it's really hard to say, because like he could give up all of his personal assets and just like make 10 million dollars like the next day. You know what I mean? Like if he, if he, if everything that he had like burst onto flames, he could like wake up the next day, get a mansion, get 10 cars and a private jet. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like to some degree, like the state is his wealth. Okay. So leaving aside dictators, it's the Louis Vuitton guy right now. Yeah. I mean, the Ikea guy has been close. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. He's like usually flirting around a hundred, I think, you know, but it does make me wonder, like, you know, can you become the world's richest man? With an infomercial product? With, like, what? what's the dumbest product you can become the world's richest man with? Yeah. Like, Nike, like, Phil Knight has been worth, like, $20 billion before, I think. And that's, I mean, that's athletic apparel. That's really slicing it thin. Could have been Slanket, you know? The Louis Vuitton guy, like, there's, like, they dominate that whole luxury goods space. Like they make perfume, like all, all that shit that you can mark up 800%. Yeah. Like the markup, those fucking bags, dude. You know how much those fucking bags cost? Hmm. $1,000 or something. A thousand fucking dollars. How much How much do you think they cost to make that? Like two? 200 or something. There's no way it costs $200 to make a Louis Vuitton bag. Yeah. It's just like it's just a fucking bag. or something. I would, I would guess like 20 bucks. Oh, it's like, it's good quality leather. It's got to be more than that. Maybe it's handmade by somebody. Yeah. It's handmade. So check it out. I mean, you make 10 bucks a pop off a of ShamWow. So you got to sell, you got to sell everyone on the planet, like three ShamWows, and then you're the richest person. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is, I mean, I'm not saying that's easy because there's people Definitely in Africa that don't know what the fuck ShamWow is. They're like, why would I right. want this? This is like a month. Imagine, salary. Well, imagine living your whole life without knowing what ShamWow is. Yeah, imagine living your whole life using inferior towels to like mop things up. Right. I'm going to use three and four times the amount of towels. Right. Never knowing the uh, absorptive power. The absorptive. I think it's a word. Absorbational. It's probably a word. Is that it? Is that the episode? <sighs> I don't think so, man. I think, uh, what time did we get here? I did watch this thing on Twitter. Mm, we, mm, we should talk mm, about mm. this. Yeah, we got to talk about, we only got like 50 minutes. So we need like another half hour. A half hour? An hour and 20 minutes? Yeah, because then we edit it and then edit to an hour. Okay, okay, okay. We've been doing this for five years, man. I was on a dating app for like 24 hours, then I left. Why did it make you run away? Um, Because the first guy that DM'd me was like aspiring singer-songwriter from Nashville and I was just like I feel weird because somebody could be using me does that make sense like 
You don't know their intentions. Yeah, you don't know their intentions. But even that, I'm like, I don't even know. When you are just trying to make friends, you're going to meet guys that are vetted by your friends, which is amazing. Okay, so this is recording superstar Camila Cabello, right? Talking about when she was on a dating app. And she says that she matched with a guy and then unmatched him and gave up on online dating because the guy was a musician. Mm. If you don't want a musician, don't match with him. Right. Number two, you have something in common. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Who do you want to date? Yeah. And number three, I mean, he doesn't need, uh, you know, your connections to have sex with you probably. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I mean, she's like this superstar. Is she hot? Yeah. She's super hot. She's a superstar. And this guy's matching with her and she's like, oh, he's probably using me for his connections. It's like, I don't know. Like, you know, give yourself a little credit here. (laughs) He might be happy. (laughs) This guy had, this guy was probably fucking losing his shit. I know. I know. Right. Like the amount of hand that she had in the relationship. Right. And And then like, and then she like deletes the fucking app. Right. Yeah, he's like, like oh, I also share a love of music. And she's like, delete. Maybe, he, maybe he's like so attractive that like this is just like water off a duck's back, right? Mm. Like, oh yeah, I've matched with Camila Cabello. Whatever, it didn't happen. I mean, that'd be a good attitude to take. But it would be a bummer for sure. But you know, you could take the attitude like, hey, I matched with Camila Cabello. Like she fucking clicked like on my profile no one can ever take that away from me she was willing to swipe right she swiped right right on me man like a swipe right from her you know that's like a thunderbolt it's a thunderbolt right straight to the heart (laughs) but i don't believe her i don't believe the story as told Mm. right do you think it's kind of like the girl version of Fuck, I can't remember anyone's name ever. Who's the British actor guy who had sex with a prostitute and then, like, every woman wanted to date him after that? <laughs> Hugh Grant. You mean Hugh Grant? Hugh Grant, yeah. Is this like what? Is this like her Hugh Grant version story where she's oh, like... Oh, she's saying that... Right, she's communicating that she's not a snob, right? And also that, like, she'd kind of like to meet someone. Right. I think you're right. And so then it's like, like, oh, like, you're friends with her, aren't you? Like, actually hook me up, you know? She likes people who have been vetted through her friends. Right. I think think you're right. I think there's that angle of it for her. Hmm. Uh, But I just don't believe the story. So, And I also don't believe, like, this is a very woman thing to be like, I have to meet them. Like, they have, like, I have to meet them through friends. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? I can't meet them on a dating app. That's not right. Right. But why? Why is to me that's worse in every way to meet someone through your friends? Cause it's so easy for women that it's like they gotta do a trick shot. You know what I mean? It's like they gotta put oh. artificial uh constrictions on it so that they're not just like fucking like hundreds of guys. Maybe you're right. Yes. I don't know. I think it's also I think they get off on the fact that it will be gossiped about uh, through friends. Yeah. That it'll be someone their friends know. I feel like we really need a woman for this. 
I feel like we're a little out of our element. But I think it's a, it's more like a safety thing. I mean, has any show tried harder to have a third female co-host? <laughs> the amount of talent that's blown through here. We've we've wow. had yeah, we've had women on here. Lost my turn of that. Yeah, no. So like, and also you know you get players like online. Like if you're on a dating app, you don't know the guy from Adam. He's just some random rando, and um. He can like he can be like playing his game, right? Where he's like swiping left on every swiping right on everyone and then playing the numbers, whatever. Doesn't mean shit to him. You meet him through yeah, the friends, it's like he's like reputation, like, you know, this is gonna affect his life because like something people know about. I think I think there's a lot of things about online dating that are very scary and difficult for people, right? Like the um those opening conversations are like deadly awkward. For a lot of people. And uh, if it's someone you like meet at a party, people there know him. They know you. They start a conversation. It's so much easier. You've already met romantic. them. The meeting is done. It's a better story to tell people. There's a certain there's a certain artificiality and desperation to online dating. Frankly, it's amazing that we ever got people to do it. I think it's one of the great triumphs of marketing that that <laughs> online dating is a thing. Like, it's really, like, it seems like the most awkward and, like, uh, crazy thing to say, oh, how about I connect you to a random person on the internet? It's not random, though. You. That's the marketing. They're like, oh, like, who is it? Like, Match.com, figure this shit out. They're like, we take your profile and attributes and figure out the perfect That shit, that shit probably works, though. Right? You think so? I think it's all a bunch of horse shit. I don't think it works like great. They I'm don't sure have it's the statistically tech to significant. Match people, you got to like sure model just, pheromones and like all, all kinds think, of shit. Well, pherom- but like compatibility exists. Does it? I mean, they say that if you take those like personality tests, right, and you are matched with someone, not the ones on Match.com because they use like pop psychology stuff. Sure, but like the the. The personality test that like matchmakers use, like professional matchmakers, and you match with someone professional, like like in the Jewish community, like who's using matchmakers? Well, the, I mean, they are big in the Jewish community. Okay, Indians have them, maybe matchmakers. Yeah. Well, when I've watched matchmaker TV shows, it leans towards Jewish people. Okay. Okay. They say that like you're forty percent more likely to marry someone who matches. Huh. What are they? What are the big things they match on? It's like you can't you can't have you know if someone is codependent they need to not be in a codependent relationship right hmm. so they need to be someone with some someone who sets boundaries right hmm. stuff like that and someone who sets boundaries is you know they're probably going to be receptive to someone who's you know fucking needy as shit <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah because they're always going to be there for you um, but. Um, you know stuff like that. I haven't. I've never taken one, but I would. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I'd love to know if these women I've ended up with, who ha- who share so many things in common, am I right about that? Did I make the right calculation? <laughs> or should I have done a one eighty? I just couldn't do it. I could. I tried. I tried to like be attracted to boring women, right? Because there's so many of them, right? It's true, and they're. And they're physically attractive. Mm-hmm. 
like a lot of the time. Mm. But man, it's just it's tough. It's a real slog. You know, my girlfriend, all the previous guys she was with were boring. Yeah. And it does sound kind of nice, right? Oh, yeah. I get the appeal of a boring person. Do you ever wish you were, like, dumber so you could have sex with more women? I mean, you know, we might need to be dumber and more attractive. (laughs) 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 But, like, you watch these reality TV shows and the dudes are just, like, you know, dumb as shit and hot. And like the dumbness is like is like maybe helps. Oh, I've I've had that experience where like, well, women do like lots of tricks in their mind with the dumb guys. Mm-hmm. Like every hot dumb guy I know I've known, women think he's super sweet, mm-hmm. like just the nicest guy. Mm-hmm. And some are some are huge assholes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like being a dumb, attractive person has no bearing on whether you're going to be a good person or not. Right. But I think when like women know they're dumb and then they put sweet in there. Mm, yeah. I mean, I'm attract like dumbness is not a huge disqualifier for me. No. I don't know. Like it's way better if they're nice and dumb than smart and mean. Mm. Mean is a huge turnoff for me. Mhm. Mhm. Right? Like why are you being an asshole? Right. I don't know if I could be with a dumb person like long term. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I could. The heart wants what it wants. That's true. I think you like a smarty. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, it does seem like kind of carefree. Like, it seems like it'd be relaxing. Women can be bimbos as well, whereas men don't really have access to that. I don't know. Women can create like a bimbo-ish experience for you. Mm-hmm. Whereas men don't really have that on offer when a man is just dumb they're just kind of like pitiable, <laughs> right? You know, like a hot, dumb pool boy. I don't know. Do you think when a guy's like dumb as shit, women get turned on ever? I don't know. Do, do men get turned on when the woman's dumb as shit? Oh, yeah. By bimbos. Like the bimbo fetish. Because uh, it's like, she's so dumb, she'll have sex with me. <laughs> like, I don't know. She's so dumb, I can manipulate her to having sex with me. So it's like, it's attractive. We, we need to... We need, to, we need to find somebody who either is a bimbo. Let's get a bimbo on here. Let's get two. Let's get two bimbos. Let's get the whole gaggle of them. Tell us what bimboing is like. Well, right? um, we've had, you know, self-described bimbos. Papa? Yeah. She's not really a bimbo, though. No, she just plays one on Instagram. Well, I think Papa is many different things at many different times. There's bimbo. There's like bimbo phases. Mm-hmm. She's a chameleon. Is that an episode? I think we're closer now, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Okay, that's a wrap. <laughs>